The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hello and welcome to this week's Chart of the Week podcast. Today is Thursday the 26th of January and I am once again joined by Lorenzo Laposta. Now, this week Lorenzo and I were discussing one of the main themes of 2022, which was of course the expectations of an upcoming recession, you know, whether it be in early 2023, maybe a bit later on into the year. But investors have begun and did begin during 2022 to react in pre- preparation for what they saw as almost a guaranteed event. Um, but this week, Lorenzo and I were talking about the changing tone around recession expectations. So Lorenzo, why don't you explain why recession expectations have changed recently? Hi, Ben, and thank you, as always, for having me. As you said, um, you know, by the end of September last year, expectations uh, for a recession were just very high. And obviously, you know, high inflation has been affecting consumers and corporate balance sheets. Um, and also the aggressive hiking of interest rates uh, has been pushing on the brake pedal um, you know, for economic activity and growth in general. But there has been a shift over the past um, three months or so with inflation numbers easing to more normal levels, and with the reopening of the Chinese economy, and with the energy crisis coming to uh, probably an end in Europe. And today, markets are not that sure anymore that a recession is coming. Uh, so for example, Ben, what have you been looking at in terms of um, you know, indicators, and uh, are you worried about a recession? Well, I think it would take a brave investor to look at some very key indicators and suggest that there wasn't going to be a recession. If we look at the the yield curve, the, the twos and tens yield curve, which is and has been one of the key indicators for recessions in the past, it's, it's preceded every single recession since the Second World War, it's currently at its most inverted with the yields on two-year treasuries being higher than the yields of tre- on 10-year treasuries. Um, since for about 40 years. Um, we can also look at other what are called leading indicators, which indicate that, that as the name suggests, that, that a recession might be on the way. If we look at sentiment among managers in the US, uh, the current level is around 46, 47, which is below the key level of 50, which represents a, 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 a positive sentiment sentiment, positive outlook for the economy. You know, at its current level, managers currently assume that um, there will be a recession in the near future. Uh, we've seen how the aggressive hiking of interest rates, especially from the Fed, has has affected some more of the, the sensitive industries, uh, things like the housing market. We've seen mortgage rates go through the roof, and that's really affected um, house prices. And we've also seen some of the more growth, growthier stocks, to call them, which rely heavily on on cheap liquidity in order to ensure returns later on down the road, be be really quite affected by these. Um, so, if we've seen this effect quite early on from the aggressive hiking of interest rates, shouldn't we expect a more lagging effect of these hikes in more less sensitive areas? Well, it's a it's a very good point. Um, as I always say, uh, in uh, you know when, whenever I'm conversing about um, um, these topics, I believe the markets are a forecasting machine. They look really further out in the future whenever something happens in the present and try and gauge the consequences of uh, 
such actions on, on present valuations. And as you say, um, last year, higher interest rates have had a very strong and sudden impact on the housing market, but also on the broader global equities and the growth stocks in particular. That was um, a lot to do with valuation uh, growth stocks. Um, they, they have um, good earnings further out in the future that many of their peers, which means that uh, the present value of those future earnings gets uh, um, a lot smaller when uh, there is a higher discount rate. So that was one element of that. Uh, but also higher interest rates have a longer term effect, um, that of increasing financing costs for companies, um, reducing consumer demand, and these elements in turn mean uh, weaker earnings for companies. And uh, um, that, uh, you know, as you said earlier, it takes time to show up on, on the numbers. As of today, uh, the economy continues to look healthy to some extent, uh, unemployment is low, uh, we have seen some wage growth and uh, ultimately consumers and companies have been building up some uh, uh, good um, conditions during the way out of the pandemic. Okay, so we've continued to see some good strength in the economy and there is certainly an argument that inflation has peaked and, and will continue to come down. Um, but given this strength in the economy, given the low levels of unemployment in the US, given the, the strong levels of wage growth, are these not inflationary pressures themselves? We still see inflation in the UK above 10% and 6.7%, um, I believe, in the US was the last reading. These are still these are still figures that are way above the targets that the Fed wants to be reaching. And with the economy still being in excellent health, can we expect inflation to come down any, uh, any further without these being affected? Many investors are expecting rate cuts as early as halfway through this year. So some see the some see the, the end of year rates, Fed fund rates being the same as it is currently with a 50 basis point rise in between. And these assumptions rely on inflation coming down and a arguably recessionary out, outlook. Is it realistic to assume that without things like without things like the labor market weakening or without wage growth uh, potentially stagnating a little bit, which is one of the things that requires in inflation to come down as well, is it really realistic that we'll see rates be cut as well? Well, maybe that could be an optimistic assumption, uh, that of expecting rate cuts this year. You know, that would impair all of the work that central banks have been doing uh, in 2022, uh, which was very costly to economies in the first place and uh, uh, caused the market falls and the potential recession that we're facing. So uh, I guess central banks are very cautious, um, very careful. They don't want to let inflation get out of control again. Um, all they're trying to do is uh, engineering a, uh, a soft landing and um, uh, making sure that inflation becomes lower and stable without uh, damaging heavily the economy. So, you know, as you mentioned, uh, inflation is still quite high, 10% UK, 6% plus in the US. Um, it's coming down, but it's perhaps not coming down super fast. Um, and the Chinese reopening is certainly um, gonna uh, create some problems in, in that direction. So remains to be seen how quickly inflation will cool down. And uh, I don't expect um, central banks to be very keen on, on supporting the economy 
uh, and willing to ease uh, monetary conditions. Now, um, if today markets are pricing in a sort of um, um, cut by year end or, or no more hikes uh, after the following meeting, then uh, um, I guess there is uh, room for disappointment to some extent. Um, we've seen some, some survey data um, that uh, we're pointing in a kind of measuring what the recession probability is. And um, uh, previously they were showing something like 80% um, chance of seeing a recession in Europe. But since the reopening of China and the easing of the energy crisis um, and uh, even PMI numbers uh, rising above the 50 level, so entering the expansionary territory, uh, these um, same surveys now showing a significantly lower chance uh, for a recession to come. So, um, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that markets have become a lot more optimistic. Um, too optimistic? I guess that's a million dollar question. Um, we'll see how the next uh, readings of, um, of, of fundamental numbers, but also what the next um, outcomes of central bank meetings are, and that will uh, certainly be a reality check for markets. It's, it's certainly true that China reopening changes the economic outlook. Definitely, I'd say for the positive. Um, Europe, I can imagine, will will enjoy the the increased demand from from Chinese consumers. But again, the the point still stands, and I think it was Christine Lagarde who talked about how the ECB would have to hike rates, continue to hike rates, um, in order to effectively cool this 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 growing economic demand and growing economic outputs. We mentioned US PMIs um, earlier. Um, European PMIs have, have risen above that key 50 level. And so suddenly the ECB has become, has tried to become, or has had to be, has, has forced, been forced to become one of the more hawkish central banks in the world, having actually been slower to raise rates, especially when uh, compared to the Fed. Is... Is there a possibility that actually the recession that that I believe I certainly believe is is on the horizon will be is more of a slow burn? Something maybe we won't see until very late in 2023 or maybe even 2024. It will be different to the past two recessions we've seen, which have both been triggered by crises. But are investors are investors underestimating the long term effects that these rising rates may have? Well, Ben. Um... This is absolutely a possibility. Uh, markets have already proven in this uh, latest um, crisis that we're not very good at forecasting how quickly things change or how slowly things change. Everyone was uh, wondering a couple of years ago whether inflation was going to be a one-off thing or that was going to be a bit more sticky. And then everyone saw it was sticky and started wondering how quickly it would fall down. And then it fell a lot slower. Uh, so the same might apply to these um, uh, potentially incumbent crisis and recession apologies. Um, the recession might not come in Q1 or Q2 this year as was initially forecast, but might be coming a lot later. Um, to me, one thing is sure is that um, I wouldn't want to be a central banker right now trying to uh, balance the fight against inflation, but also keeping the economy afloat as much as possible without making uh, many long-term uh, damages to the economy. So, you know, let's see how that works out, um, what the numbers look like, but especially let's look at companies and earnings because 
you know, many people when thinking recession, they immediately think to uh, the economic recession, to GDP growth, but actually earnings and underlying companies health is as important. And uh, we wouldn't want to be seeing an earnings recession for sure, even though that right now seems um, a bit unlikely given companies have been reporting um, acceptably good data uh, so far. But um, my eyes are open and focused on this uh, ongoing earnings season. Well, Lorenzo, it's been a fascinating discussion as always, and I'm looking forward to talking next week. Thank you very much, Ben, and uh, speak soon. For professional advisors only, the views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management, company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom, registration number 232357, and is exempt from the requirements of Section 71 of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. In terms of the FSCA FAIS Notice 141 of 2021, published on the 15th of December 2021. For complaints relating to Momentum Global Investment Management's financial services, please contact distribution services at momentum.co.uk. Your capital is at risk.